The Israel Report with Rolene Marks. Good afternoon, Rolene. Good afternoon. This is a voice I haven't heard for ages. Indeed. It's lovely, lovely to connect with you again. Hope that you're doing well. How are you doing? I think like all Israelis, we are going in between emotions uh, at any given moment. So uh, it's a moment-to-moment situation here for all of us. Absolutely. I think all of us, even around the world, we all... Yeah, but being in Israel is another whole level. Um, so we've seen the last few days that there actually has been the successful release of hostages. Um, and we know that they were letting out the women and children first. So now there's talks of the next set of release of the hostages. Do we have any idea of who's going to be prioritized in that release? Well, after the last four days, we have seen women and children released. In fact, yesterday we had uh, a delay in the list of proposed hostages to be released being delayed because uh, one of the criteria of this uh, ceasefire is that mothers are not separated from their children. However, we have seen mothers separated uh, from children, uh, which is a violation of the ceasefire, as is the fire of explosives at our troops, which took place earlier today in the northern Gaza Strip. I think right at the moment, you know, we've seen children like uh, Abigail, you don't come home, she's an orphan. Uh, we, we've seen Emily Hand, her father, speaking to CNN earlier today, giving an excruciating account of what he's observing uh, with his daughter uh, crying herself to sleep. We are now here the horrific, horrific conditions that our women and children, our hostages, uh, have been kept in for the last now 54 days. And we all want to know where our baby is. Where is our baby, Kafir Bibas? Kafir, uh, the gorgeous 10-month-old little baby with his burnished copper hair and toothless little grin. Where is our baby? Return our baby to us. Him and his older brother, Ariel, with his beautiful, beautiful beaming smile, also copper hair, and their um, incredible mother, and last night we had it confirmed that they are not being held by Hamas, but they have been moved to the southern city of Khan Yunus, where they are being held by the PFLP, the Popular Front for the Liberation of Palestine. Uh, as you can imagine, this is psychological torment for, for all of us. So we don't know who is on the list for today. We are expecting 10 uh, hostages. The list has been given to to the uh, the government. The government have notified the families, but um, we will only know a, a little later when that happens. It's crazy. We literally wait till till the seconds till we see it happening. It's it's just crazy. Um, earlier in the show, we spoke to Naomi Hadar, who was also giving us some testimonies from the Sheba Hospital. Um, do you have any testimonies of people who've come out? Um, what are we hearing from the hostages? What were the conditions like? What are they sharing? Or is it too soon to to hear yet? Um, they are sharing. I, I think we have to be very, very sensitive. They will share, and, and especially the children, they will react 
uh, in a way that feels organic to them and we have to be very, very sensitive that some children won't react the same way uh, as others. Uh, we have heard from one of the uh, mothers last night that she was forced to write a thank you note uh, to Hamas, uh, which has been, of course, broadcast widely by Hamas. Now, understand that Hamas are waging psychological warfare, not just on the hostages, but also on us uh, as a country and Jews around the world. So please, if you see hostages smiling and waving when they are handed over or letters going out, that is... That is not willing behavior. That is absolute coercion. They've also spoken about how Yehia Sinwa, uh, the most wanted terrorist in, in Israel, with them in the tunnels, told them that they will not face any harm. I cannot imagine what it must have been like for these hostages to have the mastermind behind the massacre and the raping of your your loved ones, your communities um, standing in, in front of you along with his brother. But uh, we, we're hearing really, really horrific tales. Uh, Eitan Yahalomi, his grandmother, uh, has spoken to French TV. She said that he was was forced to watch the horrific uh, uh, videos of the of the massacre, and if he cried, he was threatened with a rifle. He said, she says he was also left alone for 16 days in, in a closed room. Uh, they moved him after about a month to to some people who were from uh, near Oz and his caregiver from from the nursery because uh, when Hamas came in, they went straight to where the children were kept uh, and, and he was there. She says he, he's very much thinner. He's not smiling. Physically, he, he is healthy. Mentally, for these children, it, it is a, 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 another whole uh, situation. Uh, we've heard from Thomas Hand. He is the father of Emily Hand. Uh, he says, you know, she's she cries herself to sleep. Um, uh, he, that she uh, uh, talks very, very quietly. She whispers. She doesn't know if she can talk out loud yet. And uh, she's been conditioned not to make any noise. He asked her how long she had been a hostage, and she replied, "A year." This is. Please understand. This is very hard for me to to report. We also have some unconfirmed reports that some of our women were kept in cages. This is how they treated us. I know many of you have heard me speaking so much about um, our women, the way that our women and young girls were so brutally mutilated and, and raped. And it is an absolute imperative. It's an imperative that we talk about what happened to our our beautiful sisters, our daughters, our brothers and sisters in the south of Israel, dancing at a music festival in these quiet uh, uh, communities, these communities that were actually the poster children of the peace movement. We need to tell the world what happened to them because the world seems to have amnesia. Absolutely. And you're also seeing so many stories of just Israelis saying they want to be the mothers of, of these children who've come out without their mothers and how people, how the whole country is caring for, for the, the hostages that are coming out. And please God, we pray that they should be healed and that they, their journey should really feel like a homecoming and they should return to freedom. Um, we also, we are the mothers and we are the fathers and we are the caregivers 
of uh, not just our children, but but of all our hostages. Uh, Israel right now is a family, and we will do everything we can, everything we can, to wrap our arms around our devastated uh, citizens, our communities, and make sure that they get the healing and the help that they need. Absolutely. Um, I was actually in Israel last week, and something that really um, shook me was in South Africa, whenever the signs go up of the hostages, they get ripped down and, and torn apart. And in Israel, everywhere I saw, it's like wallpaper. Everywhere you go, there's the hostages, and people just stop. I've seen them let their bus go past, miss whatever they're doing, just to connect and to really take the time to, to read and to understand. So, yeah, they should come home soon, and it's... It should be um, a smooth transition for them, we pray. Um, we also have a lot of concerns now that, like, what is Hamas doing during the ceasefire time? We know that they're stalling, that they're calling uh, d- different days, different things come out potentially for every every day that there's a ceasefire, they, they let out more people. What are our concerns at this time? What do we think is happening there in Gaza during the ceasefire? Well, we have significantly weakened Hamas. There's no two ways uh, about it. There are concerns that they may they might be uh, moving hostages, and of course, our priority right now is to get those hostages home. But make no mistake, we are absolutely, resolutely uh, dedicated to eradicating Hamas. The Ramatkal, the IDF chief of staff. Uh, spoke earlier on. He, he addressed um, his his soldiers. He says the IDF is prepared to continue fighting. I'll read to you a little bit of uh, his statement. He says the return of the hostages is a bright light for us all. It is also further evidence of the results of significant military pressure and resolute ground operations which created the conditions for the return of our civilians home. The IDF is prepared to continue fighting. We are using the days of the pause as part of the framework to learn, strengthen our readiness, and approve future operational plans. In recent days, I met with commanders and soldiers who have been in the Gaza Strip after fighting courageously and resolutely there. I told them, you have achieved many successes. Thanks to you, hostages are returning home and many challenges still lie ahead. They replied to me, we want to fight until we return home all the hostages. This is how we operate. We are preparing for the continuation of the operation to dismantle Hamas. It will take time. These are complex goals, but they are justified beyond measure. Absolutely, and we pray for their success and their safety. And, yeah, may we just see a world of of peace and healing. Um, And just thank you so much to Arlene. Thank you for joining us this afternoon.